Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. everyone welcome back to another episode of you're gonna die out there hello i'm jen that's megan <laughs> we are here with another episode and you know we're a little sorry we've been a little little behind schedule the last couple of weeks a little bit but actually by the time you get the oh no 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 we were ahead we were and then we fell behind and but well, you moved i moved there was a lot of moving it's the end of the school year there's a lot of stuff going on her kid got some sort of poop virus. Oh, God. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And then we we just had a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. You know, people. Life. Life. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Uh, I love how that's never planned. That was great. Yeah. Are you excited for today's episode? I am. But I just wanted to mention real quick that today Mm -hmm. I was doing some cleaning and and cooking for my family. And anyway, so nice. just so I can tune them out while I'm doing everything, I was listening to my podcast, not our podcast, but yeah. a podcast. <laughs> and um, not, I mean, I do listen to our podcast, just so you know. But I mean, you know, because I want to just, it's cringy sometimes. <laughs> just relive it. Just reliving it. Sometimes it's funny. I relive the funny parts. Yeah. And I cringe at how many times I say like, but it's okay. Anyway, I was listening to Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. and it was episode 80 and when it was done, they were like, this is the last podcast episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Like the last season, we're no. not going to have a podcast anymore. No, why? Yeah. I don't know. I love I love it. I know. It's so good. It's all 80 episodes. That's it. What's up with that? I, don't, I mean, I know they have the Netflix series. Yeah. But I mean, I, I watch those in like a day. Yeah. And then I'm like, give me more. And the, so the podcast was nice. But that's it. I don't know why. We anyway. Need to, we need to start a petition, I think. And I'm just going to mm-hmm. say, I'm here to say, mm-hmm. Unsolved Mysteries, you stopped at 80 episodes, but our podcast we're, still we're, going strong. We're almost to 100. This is 96. Yes, this is 90. Of yeah. the regular episodes. Of the regular episodes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want to say I'm disappointed. That's all. Yeah. I, I think we should write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> Dateline's at like episode 435. I mean... Wow. Well, not really. Sure, I don't know. But sure. it's 200 sums. It's a be. lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Wow. I'm really disappointed in that. Keith Morrison never stops. Always going. Always. Like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. He's so great. Good times. Anyway. Um, so that we don't forget, we do have a new patron to shout out at the end of this episode. We do. I'm excited. So exciting. And for those of you, you know, if you do want to hear those extra episodes. Extra stuff. You can. There's a lot of bonus episodes on our Patreon. Yeah. So for as little as $5 a month. <laughs> you too. <laughs> you can, can be a part of our patron of family. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, today, I'm going to tell you about squirrels. Okay. Are you excited? Because they kill you? Because they kill you. I'm going to start out with some stories first. I'm going to save my favorite story for the end. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and I'm just going to do some like rando stories. I feel like everybody that grows up in the U.S. has a squirrel story. Yeah. But what's funny is living out in the islands in Micronesia, I realized that they didn't know what squirrels were. Yeah. 
There's no squirrels. And when I traveled to the U.S. with my husband for the first time, he was constantly <laughs> like, oh, look at that squirrel. Like, he was, like, really into squirrels. So excited. Yeah, he did. And the kids were like, oh, my God, there's a squirrel. And I feel like growing up in, you know, the States, I was like, yeah, whatever. So many. So many. So many squirrels. Uh, well, I'm going to start out with my own squirrel story. Okay. When I was very little, I've been told this story. I don't remember it. I think I was like three. Okay. Maybe four. We were living in Winter Park, Florida. Mm -hmm. And my mom took me to, I guess, like a park that was close to her house, like mm -hmm. popular park. And there was a water fountain. And in the water fountain, I guess it had gotten clogged or something. There was this squirrel like drowning. Oh, no. In the water fountain. Couldn't get out. Like the sides were too slippery or something. I don't know. It was uh -huh. like a deep well water fountain. <laughs> and I reached in and pulled it out and like threw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, there, you're safe. Saved. And, you know, it got up and like shook itself off. And looked at me and then ran away. That was your, that was some good karma. Yeah, that was the beginning of my Snow White life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, that's my, my, do you have any squirrel stories? I mean, I just remember when I was little, like that mm -hmm. five or six or something. Yeah. That I went to visit my dad in Georgia mm -hmm. and they had these squirrels that would come up on his deck and I thought it was really cool to give them, I think we gave them like peanut butter crackers. Oh, dang. I know. That's fancy. I mean, it was probably my idea. You're like, they definitely like peanut butter crackers. I know they do. I feel it. I feel like they are mentally telling me that. Yeah. So that's all I really remember. I feel like I came at this episode with the same, like, okay, I want to know, do squirrels kill people? <laughs> Just because there's so many. Well, rabies, they're like, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. And well, then I was thinking about the rat episode. I mean, they're very similar. Yeah. About rodents here. Right. I mean, it's totally possible. Yes. They do attack, though. I mean, there are... There's nothing like, oh, the squirrel killed this guy. It's, there's a lot of attacks. So we'll start out with the first story that I found really interesting. Uh -huh. And you know what? I don't think I put the year in here, but I think it's like 2020 or 2021, something like that. Beginning of the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Then people are home all the time just staring at squirrels. <laughs> and the squirrels are just like free, just going crazy. Yeah. That's where all these TikToks came from, where they're yeah. like flying around on bird feeders. And, <laughs> yeah. Those are the best. Yeah. So there was this gray squirrel mm -hmm. in Buckley, Flintshire, England. Oh. And it earned itself the nickname Stripe, like the vicious character in Gremlins, oh. mm -hmm. uh, because it started attacking people. And it did that for over a two-day period of time. So for two days, this squirrel was like... On a rampage, yeah. yeah. It was uh, accused of biting dogs, cats, chasing people down country roads, which I don't know why that seems really funny to me, but it's kind of funny. Probably not for those people. No. And then, so there's this woman, uh, Corinne Reynolds, she's 65. She had been feeding this particular squirrel since March of that year. Okay. He was like loving him, feeding him, whatever. He was a, quote, frequent and friendly visitor to her garden. And Stripe initially came to steal bird food. And Miss Reynolds said, quote, all those months, he's been fine. He would even come and take a nut out of my hand. So. And then? And then. But she said he bit her last week as she fed him in her garden. And then she saw reports of other bites and attacks on the town's Facebook page. So, like, everyone's going to Facebook, like. They're like, what the F? Just, like. Pictures, blurry pictures of him, probably, you know, Attack, like flying <laughs> through the air. Yeah. Uh, she said, after I saw all those pictures of people's injuries, I thought, oh, my goodness, what's happened to him? Miss Reynolds said she knew something had to be done and thought because I knew him, I knew I was likely to catch him. So she set out a trap mm -hmm. and she caught him. And uh, she said she fed him for like 20 minutes. It took her about 20 minutes to get him into the trap, I guess. I don't know what, how she was doing that, but he got in. I felt he did trust me and I betrayed him. 
is what she said. I feel kind of bad for Mrs. Reynolds. Yeah. She, I guess, apparently also takes injured birds like seagulls or corvids that are around. And she takes them and tries to like rehabilitate and re-release them. So she's a self-described animal lover. Yes. She said, quote, my garden is like a bird sanctuary, but I know I did the right thing. I have a two-year-old grandson. And if he'd bitten on the finger, he could have lost it. Uh, A woman who also lives in that area reported being attacked as she was taking her recycling boxes. Another said on social media how she had to have a tetanus shot after being bitten by Stripe. And then there's another Buckley resident, Scott Felton, 34, who also reported being bitten, saying, quote, I was just having a fag by my back door and it jumped on me. That is so scary, though. It's like (laughs) just out there smoking a cigarette. You're you're completely cool with like little creatures. Yeah. But don't attack. It's the I think it's the speed at which they're like biting and like little and bitey. Yeah. Yeah. No claws. Yeah. He said, I thought it wanted feeding, but it bit me before I even had a chance. Oh, my God. Uh, Like, fine, take the cigarette. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I guess he had to go to the hospital as well. And so he ended up putting something onto Facebook. He's like, I normally don't even go onto Facebook, but I got to put this up because this squirrel is crazy and it really hurt. So the RSPCA took Stripe in following after Miss Reynolds captured him. Mm -hmm. And uh, after they examined him, they did euthanize him. He did not have rabies. Uh, A spokeswoman said, we were incredibly sad to have to put this squirrel to sleep, but we're left with no choice due to the changes in legislation in 2019, making it illegal to release gray squirrels back into the wild. So this was a gray squirrel in England. We'll talk a little bit more about that. I think I say it here in a minute. She said, we do not agree with this law and opposed it, but we legally have to comply. There are numerous ways to humanely deter gray squirrels, and we would urge people not to trap them as it is now illegal to release them into the wild. The only option is to put them to sleep. Oh, I bet she didn't. Well, she didn't know that. I don't. I mean, she, she might have her, known that. I trapped the squirrel. Yeah, because gray squirrels are actually a pest. They're an invasive species mm-hmm. in the UK. The British Pest Control Association says that they are invasive. They're not native to the UK. They were first introduced from North America in the 1870s as ornamental additions to high class estates and country homes. It's like I imagine that. The peacock and the squirrel, the gray squirrel, like just came in a set. They're just out there <laughs> drinking their tea. They're like, mm, my squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> and then introductions continued until the 1930s when they started to notice that there was a lot of damage being caused by these gray squirrels. And then it became illegal in the 1930s to release gray squirrels into the wild. So Mrs. Reynolds used to call this gray squirrel renamed Stripe. They used to call him Little Buddy. So sweet. Uh, Every time she saw him in the garden. But after this started happening, she said, that's when I changed it to Stripe because it seemed a little effort. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I feel sad the squirrel has lost his life, but there was nothing else I could do. The damage he caused was unbelievable. So that's our first. I wonder what happened to him. Like right? he just got like too too aggressive about give uh, food. Yeah, so we'll we'll kind of see that there's like a pattern to these squirrel stories when they become aggressive. A lot of it is because people are feeding them, and like so a moose. they they want to eat. Yeah, like, like an itty bitty moose. It's just like those two books: give a, a mouse a cookie, right? Give a moose a cookie. Isn't that a thing? Don't, uh, aren't there like a bunch of books like that? I don't, I don't, I, I don't have squirrels. those books, but also it also could be yeah aggression, like food aggression. Yeah, but also like maybe the age of the squirrel like testosterone like they're getting and like males getting into that yeah you know it's that time that time yeah amazing just saying uh so our next story comes from rego park in queens new york city new york city like i'm thinking what if they neutered him and didn't release him 
You know, well, that's a good question. Like, could they, what if they did neuter him and release him? Would then he be considered not to be a danger anymore? Well, he wouldn't, couldn't reproduce, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. But he could still cause damage. If he still attacked people. But if he was neutered, would he? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) Next time, neuter him. Look. (laughs) And then just let him. And like put him it? in like an enclosure and see how he is. <laughs> sure, sure. Just yeah. just out of curiosity. It's like the brown tree snake. If we just remove those parts, we could re-release them out into the wild. Yeah, but would we? No. I mean, I think we're only saying this because it's a fuzzy animal. Because it's cute. It's cute. It's got yeah. a cute tail. If it were a rat, would you re-release it, Jen? No. Just a subway rat? No. Right. Yeah. But it's a squirrel. <clears throat> yeah. So in Rigo Park, Queens, at least three people have been jumped upon and bitten by a possibly deranged squirrel. New York City is not known for hair-raising animal experiences. I pulled this from, I forget which article. I, you know, we put the references in. It's in there somewhere. They say New York City is not known for hair-raising animal experiences, save for the odd pizza-loving rat. But Mm -hmm. one city neighborhood is being subjected to an unwelcome slice of the wild. By being terrorized by a highly aggressive squirrel. This is some amazing writing. Right I here. know. I gotta say that, like, some of the articles, it's like deranged squirrel attack. You know, <laughs> and you're just like, but it's, it's all a squirrel. about the headline, though. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, it would. I would read that. That's exactly why I put it in here. Yeah, because I was like, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, at least three people in the borough of Queens have been jumped and bitten. So this is a tree-based squirrel. We'll talk about the differences in squirrels here in a little while. But they say the tree-based rodent's reign of terror has made some people in the area afraid to go outside without being armed with pepper spray or other anti-squirrel weaponry. Pepper spray. Yeah. Michelin or Micheline, maybe? Frederick? We'll go with Micheline. I think that sounds better. Michelin. (laughs) (laughs) Michelin. Uh, Says a a few people are quite scared. Uh, she was herself targeted by the squirrel in a bloody attack on December 21st when she was holding her front door open for furniture movers. Suddenly, the squirrel ran up my leg, and I thought, it's a small rodent. How bad could this be? So I stood completely still. The next thing I knew, the blood started to fly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She said, he either bit or scratched me on my neck, and then I must have reached over. And the next thing I know, it's an MMA cage fight, and I'm losing. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So she had this lengthy, they say lengthy, solo struggle with the squirrel. The furniture movers went inside her house to safety. They, like, left her out. They, like, closed her out (laughs) and ran inside. That sounds about right. Her attack was actually captured on her neighbor's security camera. And the footage shows blood on Frederick. And uh, there's snow, because it's December. There's snow around. There's blood in the snow. She suffered bites to her arms and hands with her little finger badly gnawed on by the animal. Oh, my gosh. She said, I had my hand around its body, but I could not get this thing off. It was angry, vicious, and incredibly strong. And I just think about their little grabby little claws. I mean, uh, the only thing I would be thinking the whole time is it has rabies. Yeah. She eventually shook it off only for the squirrel to run up a tree and stare at her. Just stare it's like her that down. video where the lady gets attacked by the fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that guy comes up to help her. Yes. But these guys did not. No, these guys were like deuces. We're not get paid enough to move your furniture and rescue you from a squirrel? No. That squirrel One or the other. crazy. We're going inside. So Frederick had to seek medical treatment and has had a round of rabies shots in the unlikely event the squirrel was carrying the virus. So squirrels don't actually, rabies are not like a regular thing the squirrels get. Mm-hmm. Several other neighbors have also been attacked with Frederick having to scream a desperate warning to a woman who was chased down the street by the squirrel. 
<laughs> these, She's like, run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these squirrels are aggressively going after people. This is another resident. Some experts say the reason the squirrels might be approaching the humans is because people have been feeding them. Well, of course they did. Probably Love peanut it. butter crackers. They're like, where are the crackers? And they're they're no- like, we heard about this little girl <laughs> in like 1979. <laughs> Just feeding crackers. Just feeding crackers. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. We read about it. What happened? <laughs> There's another witness, Anika Singh, said, when we leave the house, we have to carry mom's homemade pepper spray to make sure if it comes at us, we spray it. Wow. So I love that people are just like fully armed. The New York Department of Health, New York City Department of Health released the following statement. The New York City Department of Health received a complaint about an aggressive squirrel in Rigo Park and advised the property owner to hire a New York State licensed trapper. Squirrels and many other rodents are rarely found to be infected with rabies. If New Yorkers believe that they have observed an animal infected with rabies, they should report it to 311. So that's the the government's response, I guess. I want to see the guy who comes to like the trapper of the squirrel. He just has a bunch of like squirrel tails, all like uh, like a jacket. I feel just like made of I'm them. picturing like some kind of like mob guy yeah. that's like out of work, and he's like, "Hey, you got some squirrels?" <laughs> he's like, he just hey, pulls out. He just pulls out like a huge gun, <laughs> but it's just it only shoots BBs. <laughs> oh, so oh. Frederick said she hoped the problem would be dealt with properly and humanely, but that she refused to live in fear of the squirrel. I came out of the house with a shovel after the first few days, but now I think I've had the vaccine. I'm wearing heavy gloves. Bring it on. That's a New Yorker right yeah. there. Bring it on. Yeah. She's like, you got a problem with me? <laughs> I got a problem with you, okay? <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, All right. So that's our second that's amazing. story. I, uh, want, I want there to be like a short movie about this. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because now I have all the characters laid out in my head. <laughs> when squirrels attack. Yeah. Squirrel, you know that's. I want to see like um, a younger version of uh, oh, what's his name? The actor that's like was like the really kind of profane comedian. Are you talking about Andrew Dice Clay? Yes, <laughs> I want to see Andrew Dice Clay be the trapper. <laughs> I would pay. I would pay to see that. Yes, I would. I love Andrew Dice Clay. That guy. Is who could play so the vulgar. who would play the girl that gets attacked by the squirrel? I'm thinking Marissa uh, Tomei. Oh, but like younger. You a know thousand I mean? percent. Yeah, yes. It's so good. Done. Done. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's the movie. Somebody please. Can you AI that? Can and make that movie? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. <clears throat> Perfect. Okay. All right. So our next story is in Sladell. And you know, I didn't even see where Sladell is. I think it is in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Louisiana, because they talk about Mardi Gras here. So I'm going to go with Louisiana. Okay. Slidell seems like a Louisiana place. Yes. I'm just shooting in the dark here. Okay. No, it sounds good to me. <laughs> so a Slidell man has, quote, significant injuries after being attacked by a vicious squirrel on Tuesday, the Slidell Police Department said. It's the second reported squirrel attack this year. The 78-year-old man told authorities he was walking outside his home when the squirrel came from the direction of his roof and attacked him unprovoked. Oh my God, 78? Why do they have to go after like old people? That's just terrible. Ugh, rude. The squirrel, quote, was eating his hand, according to a post on the Slidell Police Department's Facebook page. So one of the cops who like came to his rescue Mm -hmm. put this up, like this is what the squirrel was doing. Wow. They said the man was attempting to choke the squirrel, but was unable to get a good grip, the policeman said. The man was still struggling with the animal when first responders arrived. They were able to subdue the squirrel, which died from its injuries. So I don't know how they, I'm sure they just 
Squished it. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty small. Yeah. The man was taken to a hospital for his injuries, uh, some of which were pretty significant, but he is expected to make a full recovery. Of course, this was also in like 2022, I think. This He's story. nearly 80. Yeah. I mean. I, that's That kind of reminded me of the emu story of that the older gentleman that you talked about. How like, you know, like, oh, this yeah. could be significant for like a child or an older person. Like, Yes. Very yeah. scary. They said, uh, like I said, it was a second reported squirrel attack. The first one happened in February during a Mardi Gras parade. So, I don't know what the squirrel has against Mardi Gras, but. I mean, a lot. Right? It's just, come on, annoying people. Put your shirt on. No one want to see that. <laughs> uh, police said that squirrel attacks are rare, but a diseased squirrel may be more aggressive. They didn't say if either squirrel was diseased. It wasn't immediately clear if the squirrel in Tuesday's attack would be tested for disease. So I'm assuming because it was dead, they probably did test it, but mm-hmm. they didn't say in the, the thing. And, and and probably was not the same squirrel as a Mardi Gras parade, obviously. <laughs> but They have a mugshot. <laughs> it just was. And he has like the same like mole. Just on, <laughs> like this is him. Same scar. Yeah. All right. So our next story, this is March 2022. Uh, There's chitter chatter in Carlton Place, Ontario, about an aggressive squirrel running up at residence and occasionally taking a nip. Oh, again, these writers. So great. Jeff Samler, who lives in Carlton Place, said he was attacked by a determined squirrel last fall, though the critter's reign of terror may have continued into this year. So they're trying to say that it's the same same squirrel. Well, I mean, it's possible. Sure. So he was one of several residents who reported a close encounter. They named this squirrel Shorttail. I guess it has a short tail. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's maybe how they would know. Right. Yeah, this like is a true. defining feature. Right. He, maybe he was injured in some kind of biking accident. Well, maybe, And his yeah. tail got cut and he's just angry at everybody. Yeah. So maybe like, somebody did that to him. Revenge. Like a lawnmower. Yeah. Weed, weed eater incident. Yeah. And it's now it's over for these people yeah. in Ontario. Uh, His incident occurred late last fall, but recent social media posts suggest the bushy-tailed rodent is still causing concern in the community. This is near Ottawa. Samler said he first mistook the squirrel for his dog's tail brushing his leg. The rest of the incident, which happened last fall, was caught on his driveway security camera. The squirrel ran up my leg, ran around my head. I think that's the scariest part. Were they getting near your eyes or something? Yeah, it's like bats in your hair. Yeah, like, I tried to get him off my head. He bit me through my glove. It drew a little bit of blood, but not like I needed stitches or anything like that. Well, good thing it was his gloved hand and not his, like, face or his nose or something. Yeah, so he said he went to the hospital and he was like, this happened to me. And the hospital was like, crazy. There's a bunch of other people who also have been getting attacked by a squirrel. Weird. So he says, it's a strong word to use, attacked. It was just weird. Most squirrels see a human, they just take off, not this guy. Apparently the hospital declined to comment on this story. So when this episode is over, I'm totally going to try and like Google some videos of of squirrel attacks. It's just going to be like a bushy tail running around. People just like freaking out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Completely losing their minds. And just being too slow. Like I imagine you're just too slow. to Like to the squirrel, we're probably like... Like, you know how they portrayed di- giants in, like, movies when uh-huh. people are, like... In really slow like, motion, like... Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what... Uh, exactly. Good time. All right, so nine-year-old Lucas Hamilton, who lives down the street from Samler, said he also had a close call in his backyard around the same time. He said, he jumped onto me, and I tried to get into my glove, but I blocked him off and threw him. So, wow. Yeah, that nine-year-old, nine-year-old just said... <laughs> that's a moment, though. Nope. He's going to forever have a feeling about squirrels. Yeah. It's like my forever moment about squirrels was like, oh, I love this squirrel and I saved it. Really positive. Yeah. And yeah. this poor kid. He said, but he came back and I knocked him off and I ran away. 
Wow. <laughs> uh, the squirrel has most likely gotten used to f- humans feeding it, according to Michael Runtz, a natural history lecturer at Carleton University in Ottawa. It sounds like a super aggressive squirrel that demands food right now. <laughs> Want food. And if you don't feed it, it'll bite you. Rintz said it's unlikely the animal has rabies based on the behavior in the video and the fact that it's apparently been biting people for months. <laughs> Just the fact that it's been months. But he can't rule out the slim possibility. The sort of thing is so rare. With animals, you get a variation in behaviors and you get some that are more aggressive. And this guy is right up on the upper scale of being more aggressive, he said. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, they I said, mean, yeah. yeah, it's just like they're so small that we're maybe we're not expecting that same kind of behavior that right. you get from. Bigger... You're just like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, nah, nah, nah. It's so crazy. <laughs> just comes at you. So the solution, I guess, to this squirrel attack problem is or the best thing to do is to get a live trap, live trap the squirrel and release it into a wooded area away from town. Because I guess they were also saying in this particular article that it was springtime. So they were like spring buds. And they're like, especially it'll be able to eat those spring buds. The other option would be, he said, to consider spraying the squirrel with water when it approaches. Like a cat. Yeah, like a cat. Maybe could you put a little like vinegar, right? Like a drop of vinegar in it just to make it even more. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad. I would feel bad spraying them with pepper spray. Yeah. They're just little. They're so tiny. Yeah. They like, just I feel like, like that just would be not too much running out of their face. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't like it. I'm I, I'm with you. Let's just get a tiny squirt bottle mm-hmm. with some water, like yeah. a drop, like not a lot, just a drop of vinegar. So it's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it does. It's not good. Right. Yeah. And then just like, yeah, when it comes by, spray them. But as you're being attacked, I don't think you're thinking about that. Probably not. I'm more scared. I would. I mean, that's scary. But to be a cat, like a cat, have a cat jump on you and attack you. Oh God! Insane. I know. Yeah, that's that's happened. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't it happen to your mom or something? It did happen to my mom. (laughs) She told me the story. Scary. I. You know, it was it's kind of this crazy story where she was in Queens mm-hmm. and that's she's where in she grew up. She's in New York. The way she told it to me was like, she went down this alleyway. I was like, why are you going down an alleyway? What are you doing in the alley? She's like, cause it's Queens in New York and, and there are alleys, alleys everywhere. <laughs> and there was like, I guess a cat colony of sorts. Mm-hmm. She said it was a cat pack. And I'm like, cats don't, aren't really like pack. I mean, they like live in a colony, mm-hmm. but I digress. <laughs> she, they apparently. <laughs> like thinking of all the ways you disagree with your mom. <laughs> I'm like, listen, <laughs> what did you do to provoke them? That's what, you, you don't walk down their alley. I mean, come on. No. So she walked down and then apparently, yeah, got attacked by more than one cat. Ugh. And she had to go to the hospital and get, she told me rabies shots and all that stuff. Yeah. And it was traumatizing for her. Absolutely. And then and then she declawed all the cats in our house. For I think that's just yeah. Well, that's revenge. also no, that's saying. also just old. You know, like yeah. that's before that generation. thinking. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, like I've definitely my cats have had like a moment where they're not happy with each other, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be in the middle. Of, and they're like super tame, you know. But I don't want to be in the middle of that. No, cats are scary. They are scary. Just like teeth and nails. Yep. God. Mm-hmm. But so so cute. So, so adorable. That's okay because chickens also, same thing. I mean, I picked up that one chicken of yours at one time and it like, was like, blah, 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 you know, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And you were like, get it together. Yeah, it's a chicken. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to talk about some squirrel facts? Yes. Let's do it. There are a bunch of articles. Is this Nat Geo Kids? Oh, so it, Nat Geo Kids is in here. It's yeah. I took probably like five different articles and like put them all together. Okay, yeah. I so it was like... 
All of them were like 10 nutty facts to make you appreciate squirrels. <laughs> Eight nutty facts about squirrels. They, like, all of them all, use nutty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Jen, did you know National Squirrel Appreciation Day is January 21st? I didn't know that. Now you know. Mm. So you can celebrate National Squirrel Appreciation Day. I do have one thing that I forgot to mention. Yes. In college, yeah. when I was taking an animal behavior class, it actually had a lab. Yeah. With it, which is what helped me pass the class. Because for some reason, it was insanely hard. Like, it was such a hard class, and I don't know why. But anyway, we all, well, a couple of us had to do a little research on ground squirrels. Oh, yeah. fun. That were around campus. There we go. I ha- cannot remember what we studied about them at all. That's good, because probably all these facts are wrong. I so. think I was, like, <laughs> averaging, like, you know, two to three hours of sleep a night. So yeah, yeah. I don't remember much. You're like squirrels. Great. So ground squirrels. Yeah. When I was in college, we had this. Uh, I don't remember if it ever really happened, but there were a lot of squirrels on campus and people would talk about how they wanted to paint the squirrels different color, like catch a squirrel and paint like a stripe down its back, like a different color. So mm-hmm. they w- it, that would be like their squirrel, you know, but no one could ever catch them. That's rude. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember thinking like that's it was some probably some fraternity guy who was like, oh, let's go catch a squirrel. Let's paint it. It'll be ours. That was like the nerd fraternity, actually, that had some like nature nerds in it. (laughs) Sure. But, you know, 100%. (laughs) We know. Um, You know who you are. Right. (laughs) All right. So squirrels, I didn't know this, can find food buried beneath a foot of snow. So even in snow time, because like a lot of them don't hibernate. They just Mm -hmm. like have a store all over the place Mm -hmm. and then they go find their stuff. It could be, yeah, a foot of snow. And they're like, no worries. I can still find it. Wow. Which blows my mind. Yeah. it's Which also makes me think of that pig thing that you're talking about, the pigs. Oh, yeah. They just go into the snow. It's Totally like, fine. we got this. A squirrel's front teeth never stop growing. I think you talked about this in your... With rats. Rats episode. Uh-huh. This is a common characteristic of rodents. The word and rodent. Beavers. Yeah, and yep. beavers. Mm-hmm. The word rodent actually derives from the Latin rodere, which means to gnaw. Squirrels have four front teeth that grow continuously throughout their lives at a rate of about six inches or 15 centimeters per year. This helps their incisors endure the seemingly incessant gnawing. Otherwise, they would lose all their teeth, I guess. Or would their teeth just grow them. into their brain? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah I know. But I, I guess like having those teeth that are like a little bit longer than the other teeth helps to preserve the other teeth longer. Right. Okay. They're mostly gnawing with those front mm-hmm. ones. Squirrels may lose 25% of their buried food to thieves. That's why they're so mad. Yeah. And that's just from other squirrels. Mm-hmm. So scatter hoarders, uh, squirrels, have a difficult time keeping an eye on all of their hidden food. Their fellow squirrels or birds often take advantage of this and get a free meal. I feel like I, I feel like I identify with a scatter hoarder. <laughs> you just have like Oreos in this drawer. And a, yeah. <laughs> yes. Get your little snacks in the car. Get yeah. little snacks in your bag. Nacky knacks. Get your nacky knacks. You know, <laughs> you got them hidden around in the kitchen. Maybe some up in your office. Right. It's all good. And it, it, because kids. Because kids, they can totally blame it on the kids. They find all of your things. No, eventually. I I just need to have them wherever I go. (laughs) This is true. So squirrels, I thought this was kind of neat. It like in my brain, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, They zigzag to escape predators. So when they feel threatened, they'll run in a zigzag pattern. It's super beneficial in terms of like if you're looking at birds like uh-huh. it's harder for birds to zigzag that's what they say you should do if somebody's shooting at you <laughs> right yeah yeah uh but unfortunately it doesn't work so well on cars oh so squirrels you know if yep. they get into the road they're going to be zigzagging but you're still driving in the same <laughs> like the zigzag isn't big so you're enough. trying to like 
not run over them and yeah. they're zigzagging. Yeah. It's bad uh, news. When I was going to get my wisdom teeth removed, this friend of mine from high school, not like a close friend, just like kind of an acquaintance, mm-hmm. uh, this guy, Jason, he had this like Oldsmobile convertible. Do they even make something like that? It was like this old brown car. I swear it looked like an Oldsmobile. It was a convertible. Anyway, this is getting too long. And I were riding in the car because he was going to drop me off at the doctor's office where I'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out. My mom was going to pick me up after because it was like, after school. Random friend. Brown random. convertible Oldsmobile. So random. This is so random. It's so dropping random. you to get your wisdom teeth out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like... That's just weird. The school, the dentist office or the orthodontist, wherever, wherever it was that I went, the um, the like tooth surgeon. The orthodontist. Yeah. He, his office was in between school and my mom's office. Uh-huh. And so she had said like, hey, can you get someone to drop you and then I'm going to pick you up after. And I was like, yeah, no worries. And so of course I did because I had friends who drove and so he dropped me there anyway on the ride there i remember vividly that this squirrel jumped off of a tree like onto the side of his car and then like jumped off of the car back off like onto the grass and ran away wow. <laughs> i thought he had hit it i was like oh the squirrel but then you could see it like running away in the anyway the squirrel was like oh shit squirrel stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't mean to do that zigzagging through the grass all right so squirrels may pretend to bury a nut to throw off potential thieves hmm. it's called deceptive caching wow <laughs> uh this is where they will dig a hole and vigorously cover it up again but do not put a nut there <laughs> which i think is hilarious that is really it's pretty great that's good uh, squirrels don't dig up all of their buried nuts, which results in more trees. So they've accidentally contributed countless trees to nation's forests. I think I think there's one place, I forget where, but oak trees are like a big, because they hide them all over the place, and they have contributed back to oak tree populations, which is pretty sweet. That is. They're uh, seed dispersers. Yeah, but by accident. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess all seed di- dispersers are accidental. Yeah, either dispersers. they poop it out or spit yeah, yeah. it out or... Right. Hide it. Or they just lose it. They're like, oh, or they shit. lose it. Yeah. Where did I put that oak? <laughs> it's just like a giant tree is there. Right. They're like, oh, I swear there's an oak nut over here someplace. Squirrels are surprisingly diverse. The squirrel family is among the most diverse of all modern mammals. There are more than 278 species and 51 genus, genera, thriving everywhere from the Arctic tundra and tropical rainforest to farm suburbs and big cities. That includes tree squirrels and flying squirrels, but also ground-dwelling squirrels like chipmunks, prairie dogs, and marmots. I didn't know that they were considered squirrels. I did not either. That is insane. Wow. Yeah, so they, they're less obviously squirrely, but they are a part of the Scurridae family. Prairie dogs. Yeah. They're so cute. So yeah, they are native to every continent except Australia and Antarctica. Wow. I didn't know there were that many species. Right? That's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. The biggest squirrels are seven times larger than the smallest. Squirrels range in size from five inch, that's the African pygmy squirrel, that's five inches or 13 centimeters, to behemoths, like the Indian giant squirrel or China's red and white giant flying squirrel. Uh, Both of those can grow more than three feet long. That's almost one meter. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, They have a knack for knocking out electricity. So... I guess I never really thought about this, but it makes sense. Um, there is this guy, John C. Inglis. He's a former deputy director of the U.S. National Security Agency. He says, frankly, the number one threat experienced to date by the U.S. electrical grid is squirrels. 
the squirrels chew on the lines Mm -hmm. and they are blamed for hundreds of power disruptions across the U.S. in the past 30 years, including outages that briefly shut down the Nasdaq stock market in 1987 and 1994. And the Brookings Institution points out squirrels have taken down the power grid more times than the zero times that hackers have. But it's a dead squirrel at that point, right? Uh, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, if they're zapping out the... That they, they chewed too far. <laughs> they chewed too far. Yeah. Yeah, they hit the third rail. Like, no, probably a fried, fried squirrel. Fried squirrel. Speaking of fried squirrel, are you talking about people eating squirrels? I do not have that in here, but I do know people who eat squirrels. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Oh, wait, do I talk about it? I might talk about something having to do with eating squirrels. Anyway, solitary tree squirrels warm up to each other in the winter. So usually these adult tree squirrels will live alone, but they will sometimes when there's like severe cold spells, they will group together in their nests. And do you want to know what a group of squirrels is called? Wait, let me think about it. Yeah, yeah. Is it called... Uh... Oh, no, yeah, I'm no, 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 I can't. Uh, it's called a scurry or a dray. A scurry, that's it. I almost <laughs> said a scabble or a squat. I, I don't know. I was like, it's something like that. You're like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, a scurry or a dray. D-R-A-Y. A scurry. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. So the squirrel family, even though some of these tree squirrels live alone, there are more social squirrels like prairie dogs, like I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, They are social ground squirrels. They have a complex communication system, large colonies or towns that can span hundreds of acres. The largest town on record was a Texas colony of black-tailed prairie dogs that stretched about 100 miles. That's 160 kilometers. 200 and uh, that's wide. And then 250 miles long and contained an estimated 400 million Prairie dogs. 400 million? 400 that, million. That makes me uncomfortable. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, I think, where they came up with that movie Tremors. I feel like that's where <laughs> sinkholes come from. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, if you want to become a Patreon, we just did a episode on sinkholes. That, that's yeah. right. What, what? The word squirrel comes from Greek for shadow tail. All tree squirrels belong to the genus Scurius, which is, I can't say, it's so hard to say, C-S-C-I-U-R-U-S, or Scuridae, Scuridae, yeah. whatever. That sounds good. Which comes from the Greek word skia, shadow, and aura, tail. The name reportedly reflects tree squirrels' habit of hiding in the shadow of their long, bushy tails. If I were a squirrel, I would 100% use my tail as a pillow and an umbrella and all the things, a sunshade. A sunshade for sure. Yeah. Just so fluffy. So fluffy. It's like, yeah, it's like going around with your own fluffy like body pillow all day. Right? A boa. Just a a fashion (laughs) statement. Squirrels were once very rare in many U.S. cities. In the 1850s, gray squirrels in urban city parks like New York Central Park were a rare sight. They had been nearly eliminated from many U.S. cities in the mid-19th century, but people responded by adding more parks and trees and bringing in squirrels. Philadelphia held one of the first documented squirrel reintroductions in 1847, followed by others in Boston, New York, and elsewhere. By the mid-1880s, Central Park was home to about 1,500 gray squirrels. Wow. 1,500's not that. I mean... Probably all the... Well, that was in the 1880s. Uh, Probably all the people who are, like, over it with squirrels. They're Mm -hmm. like, let's get rid of these squirrels. It's like everybody brought them back. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I mentioned this earlier. American squirrels are causing trouble in the UK. Eastern greys are the most common U.S. tree squirrels, but they, in addition to helping them reclaim lost habitats, people have also introduced them to places outside of their native range. 
They are now invasive pests in the UK, like I mentioned. They threaten smaller native red squirrels in the UK who are actually endangered. We'll talk about them. Yeah, it's very sad. And they also have become invasive in Australia where there are no squirrels of all the animals. You know what I mean? There's Mm -hmm. like so many animals in Australia, but not squirrels. And now they're there and they're invasive. Uh, Red squirrels, like I said, were widespread in the UK until the 1940s, but they suffered a sharp decline in numbers and are now classified as endangered species. Their threatened status is largely due to the rise of the gray squirrel population. And I guess they carry squirrel pox virus. Like Mm -hmm. they transmit the pox virus and Mm -hmm. the red squirrels are more susceptible to it. And the uh, gray squirrels take over the habitat. They can reproduce much quicker and they're like really robust. But the little red squirrel is like the delicate flower. They're like, you guys, they're much more like <laughs> subdued. Yes. I. It just makes sense that this yeah. big American version is just like, hey, y'all. <laughs> just so, just so obnoxious. And the really refined, like polite. Why do y'all, why do y'all call them chips? <laughs> <laughs> why y'all say crisps? <laughs> that ain't a crisp. <laughs> uh, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Squirrels play a big role in the food web. They are an important food source for lots of non-human predators, including snakes, coyotes, hawks, owls, just to name a few. They have been long hunted by humans as well and once served as key ingredients for American dishes like the Kentucky Borgu. Borgu? I have never heard of this, but I have heard of this next one. Brunswick stew. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that squirrel was in Brunswick stew. I love that stuff. So good. You've eaten it? Yeah. Many times. Really? Many in Georgia, times. That's like a Georgia thing? No, people make it because there's like, there's a barbecue place in my hometown. It's like pretty famous. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they make a really good Brunswick stew. Well, there you go. You've been eating squirrel. Probably. Who knows? Maybe uh, not. <laughs> that goes against your squirrel karma. It does. It's like it kind of cancels, cancels out, out. <laughs> your three-year-old self. But they say, although today other meats are commonly used instead. So I don't know what this Kentucky, it's spelled B-U-R-G-O-O, Burgoo. Burgoo? <laughs> the Kentucky Burgoo? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Someone tell us if you guys ever ate. I feel like Kentucky that Burgoo. happened to me as a child being in Oklahoma that I, I ate frog legs. Right. And I, as you an adult, know. I would have been like, no, I'm not into it. I ate a lot of chitlins and I didn't know. What are chitlins? Pig intestine. Oh. Which is not so bad. I mean, like there's a lot of island dishes that have uh, intestine in them. Yeah, but I'm I good. Didn't. I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. Squirrel meat is slowly making a comeback, however, thanks to chefs who think we should be eating invasive species. This is where it was. This is an approach known as invasorism. And I think we should start that. I think I mentioned this to you before. Like, like snake meat? Yeah. Lots of people eat snake. But there's in so, other places. There's hardly anything. They're so skinny and I don't know. Uh, I hate brown tree snakes. And I like snakes. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think snakes are really cool. But I think brown tree snakes are really not cool. They are. And I'm really sorry <laughs> for our, some of our friends from here that work with snakes that I know listen to us. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I'm an anti-snake. I just think they're just kind of not Well, they're cool not looking. good here. Oh, oh, you think the actual snake itself? I think the actual snake is ugly. It's skinny. It's stinky. <laughs> I don't like brown tree snakes. They're not so bad. Like if they were really cool looking, mm-hmm. like a corn like, snake or something. Yeah, I'd like, be like a right. like a little yeah, like There's a little a king cool snake thing. or something. Oh, sure, sure. I would be like, yeah, that's cool. Or uh, ball pythons or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe but we not don't want to be like Florida. No, yeah, let's no. not do that. But I'm just saying. But you know, sure. the ones here, they're the eyes are real kind of buggy. They are. Yeah, 
They are. They not have, a fan. They have like a kind of giant face and like real skinny neck right before the rest well, of the body. Well, it's the yeah. same thing in the islands with the mangrove monitor lizard mm. that they say was spread around right, right, right. back when and people ate it. And but islanders don't eat them. Well, yeah, because there there's so many creepy ghost stories associated. They with just them. hate them. Yeah, but I mean, to me, that would be more. There's more meat on them, sure, than there would be these little snakes. <laughs> anyway. You get a little bird dinner with it, too. <laughs> when you cook it up. All right. Uh, moving on. You can order a six-course squirrel-tasting menu at Paul Wedgwood's restaurant in Edinburgh, just FYI. So I guess people in the UK are starting to cook it up. Like, but I never I never knew about this whole invaserism. I, I'm probably not even saying that right, but it's just like, you know, eating invasive species. So let's talk about what squirrels eat themselves. You know, like as a squirrel, what would they eat? Not that, that they eat themselves. themselves. Yeah. Okay. Um, they mostly eat nuts, seeds, oh, and fruit, but they are omnivores. Gray squirrels, for example, have been known to eat insects, snails, bird eggs, mm-hmm. uh, and animal carcasses when other food is scarce. And I didn't remember you talking about this, but I think you totally did. They can't vomit or burp or experience heartburn oh, like yeah. like all rodents. Yeah. Can't, yeah, yeah, yeah can't vomit and i'm like why don't we all just own squirrels instead of cats because (laughs) good god (laughs) well (sighs) that list was missing the peanut butter crackers oh peanut butter crackers yeah Yeah, that's sorry we'll just i'll write into them i'll be like also peanut butter crackers yeah thanks and then i read something about how sometimes they'll eat small birds like the egg thing Mm -hmm. but sometimes they'll eat small birds too why not? Like, oh, just grab them out of the sky mm-hmm. with their little squirrely hands. Well, maybe the babies before they can fly. Right. Yeah. 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 Only a few squirrels hibernate. So some ground squirrels hibernate, but most squirrel species rely on caches of food to get through the winter. That means that they are going to store all their food either in a single larder, like one area, which is super vulnerable to thieves, or they will spread it out, like we mentioned before, and then mm-hmm. they're going to lose, you know... 25% of it to, you know, either growing new trees or other animals stealing their stuff. Mostly That's squirrels. very like, it's kind of like a lesson for even how to like invest. Right. It was called scatter hoarding. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Yeah, scatter hoarding. It's like, it makes me think of like old people who used to go out, like people who went through the, the depression and uh-huh. they used to go out in their backyard and just randomly bury money. Oh, yeah. In like different places. Hide yeah. it in their freezer. Yeah. Under or- the mattress. Yep. Yep, behind yeah. a picture. In the cookie jar. But I'm just saying, even for investing, you wouldn't want to put all your money into one thing. There you go. Right? You want Look to... at that. Look at that. That's so, I'm just saying. I thought this was super interesting. Some ground squirrels make what's called rattlesnake perfume. So there was this 2008 study that found some squirrels collect old rattlesca- rattlesnake skin. They chew it up and then they lick their fur, basically making them smell like rattlesnakes. And it Whoa. helps them hide from smell-dependent smell dependent predators like other rattlesnakes <laughs> who will smell the ground squirrel, but also it's mixed with other rattlesnakes. They'll be like, oh, I'm not into that. That's hardcore. Yeah. I'm like, when did that happen? What squirrel was the first squirrel to be like, look what I just found, you guys? Just like a snake <laughs> shed. And, and they're like, like, I dare you. You eat it first. And like, that's the one guy who like made it. And he's like, it must be because I ate this magical rattle. What if there's like squirrel lore, you know, and it's like some old squirrel uncle who's like Uh telling all the little kids like when you, you have to eat the rattlesnake skin. (laughs) They're like, ew. And they're like, just do it. Do it. It's what we do. Hibernating squirrels could help protect human brains. 
this is just a little fact, a little fun little thing. Uh, hibernating ground squirrels have a trait that could help protect stroke patients from brain damage, according to research funded by the National Institutes of Health. When squirrels hibernate, their brains experience significantly reduced blood flow, similar to what humans experience after a certain type of stroke. So whatever squirrels hibernate actually do hibernate. Like this is what happens mm -hmm. to them. But when they wake up after hibernation, they have no serious effects. So scientists believe there is uh, the potential to develop a drug that's inspired by this squirrel adaptation. And they say it could grant the same resilience to the brains of stroke patients. Wow. Yeah. They say it would mimic the cellular changes that protect the brains of those animals. That's kind of neat. That is kind of neat. I don't know where that went because it was like a while ago, I think, that they were doing this. So I don't know where they've gotten with that. So ground squirrels are overrated as meteorologists. <laughs> Uh, marmots are celebrated as weather forecasters in the U.S. and Canada, but their skills are a bit overhyped. Punxsutawney Phil is like the one that probably mm -hmm. everybody thinks of. The predictions by Phil were mostly wrong between 1988 <laughs> and 2010. For example, while a study of Canadian groundhogs, of which is the most famous is called Weartan Willie. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Found their success rate was only 37% over... Uh, between 30 to 40 years. So, like, they, they're they just not good at it. Right. But we keep going back to them. I mean, I'm sure it's just like a... Because it's... It's fun. It's cute. It's cute, yeah. Yeah. They get to wear a top hat mm -hmm. and a bow tie or something. Right. Yeah. It's cute, but not, not accurate. Yeah. Squirrels are very talkative. They communicate using complex systems of high-frequency chirps and tail movements. They use sound to intimidate rivals in their territory to alert their neighbors to predators in the area, to scold a predator so it will be inclined to leave, <laughs> and just like, get out of here, to initiate mating, and in the case of offspring, to ask for food. Uh, studies have also found they're capable of watching and learning from each other, especially if it relates to stealing food. Oh, <laughs> it's, it makes me think of uh, the, not the chipmunks, but the the two. What were the Chippendale? two? Is it Chippendale? Yeah. Yeah, Chippendale. And how sometimes it would be like, meh, 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 meh. like yeah. just so much back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there is, I did have a little thing in here about that there are some species within the Scuridae family, such as chipmunks and ground squirrels, that have pouches in their cheeks to assist with carrying food for storage. Or mm. And I love that because I was always my, like, I don't know, uncles and aunts, everybody used to call me like chipmunk cheeks because I had like kind of big cheeks as a kid. <laughs> and they would call me that so often that I would like store you know what I mean like we would eat and I would be like look, I'm gonna my I don't know you'd be like I actually can do it watch. I can do it look so amazing <laughs> I'm gonna keep it here for a week uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that okay that's, good that's a joke I alluded a little to this earlier that there are three types of squirrels, the ground squirrel, the tree squirrel, and the flying squirrel. Ground squirrels obviously hang out on the ground <laughs> a lot. They must always be wary of predators because they're tasty morsels with a very few natural defenses mm. besides like running away in a zigzag formation. Are the red squirrels in the UK, are they ground or tree squirrels? I think they're tree squirrels. Okay. Yeah. Tree squirrels are commonly seen everywhere from woodlands to city parks. They are terrific climbers, but they do come to the ground to search for nuts, acorns, berries, all that stuff. These, I think, are the specific ones that eat baby birds mm. because they can get up in the tree. Yeah. I mean, also flying squirrels, but yeah. So flying squirrels are the third. They are, they like to do gliding. They don't actually fly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everybody kind of knows this. They have those flaps of skin on the side and they just kind of glide down. And that extra surface area helps slow them before they slam into the ground. Yeah, it's like a little parachute. Yeah. Yeah. They can leap in excess of 150 feet. 
Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of, yeah. That'd oh, and cool. it does say that they also eat baby birds sometimes. Yeah. But whether they dwell in a tree or an underground burrow, female squirrels typically give birth to two to eight offspring. Babies are blind and totally dependent on their mothers for two or three months. And they might have several litters within the year. So squirrel populations are like good. Good to go. Good to go. Like rats. And like the babies, I read that they're like about an inch long when they're first born. Oh my gosh. Just like little tiny babies. I feel like I've seen videos of people raising yeah. baby squirrels. I have a friend who's like a mutual friend of mine. We didn't go to college together, but I, my mutual friend from college was like her good friend from high school anyway. And she's really cool. She raised a number of squirrels. Wow. I guess that she would find baby squirrels like either kicked out of the nest or whatever. And she would be like, let me take care of this little squirrel. And like raise bottle fed it. And then let it go. And then I don't I don't know if she ever let it go. She just has squirrels. Some people just have squirrels. I don't know if that's such a great thing. Right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think so. Probably not. At a point. It gets weird. <laughs> Squirrel nests, speaking of nests, are called drays. They are compact spherical structures. Like D-R-E. D-R-E-Y-S, yeah. No, I just... DRE. Oh, like DRE. <laughs> uh, they are compact spherical structures, which are slightly lighter than footballs, constructed out of twigs, leaves, bark, and grass. They are typically assembled in the forks of tall trees. Also, this is fun. Squirrels can run up to 20 miles per hour. What? Yeah. No, so imagine can't. as they're like running up your leg into your head. That's You're 20 try- miles so an hour. So you cannot outrun them. You cannot. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I could run 20 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> they have padded feet. Which cushion their jumps from up to 20 feet high. They can also use their fluffy tails like parachutes, other than the flying squirrels, like tree squirrels could use their fluffy tails. So that's the use for a fluffy tail. Yeah. yeah. Other than like cleaning bottles. Sure. <laughs> and wearing as a boa yes. to go out on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. There are some very unique squirrels. I wanted to just mention these real quick. There's the tufted ground squirrel, only found in Borneo. It has a tail which is 130% of the size of its body. I want one. Wow. I mean, I don't really want one, but I'm just saying. The Kaibab squirrel has a pure white tail and only lives in the Grand Canyon region of Arizona. Oh. The Indian palm squirrel has striking brown and white stripes, which even inspired a Hindu legend. It is said that a helpful squirrel was stroked by the deity Lord Rama, leaving behind finger strokes down his back. Oh. Which is kind of cool. And then something that I found that I thought that you would enjoy and also I would enjoy because I was like... Is there a squirrel in the Chinese Zodiac? Turns out it, there's not a squirrel in the Chinese Zodiac, but... There's a rat. There's this thing called primal astrology. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, you know that I love astrology. Yes. It's like, I love... Who doesn't? It's so fun to read. It just entertaining. It is pretty fun, yeah. Okay, so there's this guy. Okay, I found this article on Vice from 2022. It's by Ariel Richards. So she's at this party. Okay, Mm -hmm. and a friend of hers is like, what's your primal zodiac sign? And she's like, I'm a rat. And he was like, no, not the year of the rat, your primal zodiac sign. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, go to primalastrology.com. She opens it up. Uh The website, it's, it's so true. It looks like something out of 1998. Like it's like got the blue color and the yellow. And like what you do is you find your birth year and then you find the 20 to 30 day period that covers your birthday during okay. your birth year. Okay. Okay. Fine. It's funny because the birth years actually start from 1900. 
So she says, my cooked mind found it hilarious that whoever the author of this strange page was, they'd kindly provided for the off chance someone in their early 120s would want to know <laughs> their primal zodiac sign. I mean, but like I looked up my dad's. I looked up, you know, like people you know birthdays of. So. Uh-huh. so she also goes on to say that despite the contested scientific nature of astrology, it's undeniable that neatly placing things into their correct boxes, labeling them and storing them back in the mind is possibly the most human activity of all. Agree. Agreed. We cannot just accept chaos. We seek divination, whether it be secular, esoteric, or religious, or pseudoscience. Astrology should be seen as a colorful layer over the banality of life, a tongue-in-cheek, facetious way to explain the actions of the freaks around us. <laughs> is he a narcissist or just a Leo? Is she the most magnetic person I've ever met or simply a typical Libra? I'm like, I like this girl's writing. It's so good. So the soul website, the creator of this website, the, the guy who made it, goes by the moniker Simon Poindexter. Uh-huh. It's an alias. She actually ended up speaking to him over <gasps> Zoom. Sorry. I know what you are because I looked you up <laughs> and I was like, Jen's going to be so excited. <laughs> so Am I? I assume that you just like, like, unless I got your birth year wrong, which I probably did. No, I, I just looked up something. But oh, OK, because okay. what this one said is like, if you're a like whatever your zodiac sign is, mm-hmm. plus whatever your Chinese, Chinese. Yeah. So that's equals what he, this. Yeah. So that's what he did is he basically took the Chinese zodiac and the like sun zodiac. Okay. And he mushed them together. And then he had like a list of animals. And he actually went through and learned about all these different animals to like match them to these different characteristics. So there's 144 uh-huh. possible. Yeah. It looks like a lot. Yeah. So it's funny. He said, let me find it. He's so he's 45 years, 45 years old. He lives in Portland, Oregon. He, I guess, doesn't strike Ariel as a person who'd be like super into astrology, mm-hmm. but he used to be a school teacher and he used to work in IT. And he was working for this Catholic school back in the day. It was like 2009. And like I said, when he made this website, he had an alias because he was a little bit embarrassed mm-hmm. about like starting this website. Mm-hmm. So he says, I was working for a Catholic school. So the premonition of disguising my true self paid off because it was definitely a place where they would not have been welcoming about my heresy. I mostly do computer type work. And that's kind of why I was on the website tip in the first place. So he just wanted to make a website. And like I said, he started in 20, 2009. He finished, he like launched it in 2012. So it took him a while to get all these together. Mm -hmm. He said, I had just graduated from grad school, but the economy was pretty bad. So I was having trouble finding the type of work that I wanted. I had extra time and I knew I wanted to build a website or websites. I was trying to think of a website project to do. And I've always had an interest in astrology, but it didn't seem like that was a career move or anything. One day I just had this idea, these two things, Eastern and Western Zodiac exist and they don't contradict each other. So why not just put them together? So the primal zodiac is a fusion of Eastern and Western astrology. I kind of love this. Yeah. And it says How on the website. I know of, I've I never heard of I've this. I've never heard of this either. It says on the website's about tab, each individual's animal spirit uses a combination of conscious and subconscious instinctive traits powered respectively by the sun and the moon to reveal inherent ways that we each approach life. Notice that everyone you know approaches life differently. Because of this, we each can have very similar experiences that we interpret and react to in different ways. This is not random or by accident. He says, all of my peers are becoming directors at their companies, and I'm in my basement writing astrology profiles. It felt like something I was supposed to be embarrassed about and kept secret, so I did. 
So he says, first off, you take your 12 Eastern signs here, and then you have your 12 Western signs. And the math is that you will have 144 different personality types, which is still really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. If I do something with that, I have to do it 144 times. He said he was trying to come up with a way to do reports differently, where he could just take your birthday, because not everyone knows the birth time, and calculated it out. And if he did it that way, it came out to 1.2 billion different possibilities. (gasps) And he was like, yeah, no. 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 So he's like, I'm going to do the 144. That makes sense. 144 animals, 144 profiles, 144 life paths. He says, in the beginning, it was just really, it was really just okay. If there's 144 things, that means I have to write one profile and then just do it 143 more times. (laughs) He said, I had the structure and it was just a matter of persistence at that point. You know, just don't stop. So he writes all the animal bios combining the work of like all of these generations of astrologers before him, Eastern and Western. And uh, she says sometimes he'd know what animal reflected the traits he was writing immediately. Other times he thought he'd nailed it only to write a separate bio, realize that that one was more relevant to the animal that he had already written and have to reevaluate, like switch them around. Wow. Yeah. He said it was very exhausting because you really have to think about who this person is. With all these personality traits in a realistic manner, not just a bunch of personality traits jumbled together, but what does that really look like as a human being? And then to match the animal that fits that. It was a long process. So she goes on to say that she went and looked up a bunch of people and she feels like this primal astrology has like a 90% accuracy rate. She said, for the people in my life whom I know and love, nine times out of 10, it has been accurate to the point of amazement. So I'm just like very patiently waiting for you to get through all of this. So I'll know what yours is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I read mine and I was like, there are some things where I was like, I don't think I'm like that, but maybe I am like that. Oh, my God. What, what is yours? Uh, mine is a tamarind, Eastern tamarind. Okay. It's a kind of monkey. Oh, okay. Yeah. With like a crazy mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that yours is a toucan. On this one, it says I'm a chimpanzee. Oh, I got the wrong year. Uh, I no, was like, what this year just is says, This just says Gemini. Oh, so you go to your birth year. No, maybe I'm on the you... wrong site. So this one is like your, so your. Uh, you go, you go find your birth year. This one is. This... And then you click on it. Okay. What's the site? Because it, yeah, go primalastrology.com. Okay. Okay. That's weird. It, probably someone is trying to tap into that name. I'm pretty sure you're a toucan. I was really trying to remember your birth year. But so I how do so. you do it here? Okay. Because there's a little link that says, like, find your thing here. Find Somewhere. your sign? Yeah. Okay. I'm a chimpanzee. Yeah, I tried to make you a couple of years younger than well, you thank are. you. I That's appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> but I'm crusty and old. Crusty and, I'm, and old. And I'm a chimpanzee, and I'll eat your face and your hands. Yeah. If you all caught that episode. <laughs> but no, chimpanzees are great. They're great. I will mention here that he never advertises this website. It's just like word of mouth. And Obviously. it's super popular. So he said these days it holds around 150,000 visits per month. He said, I used to be kind of embarrassed about it. Like I didn't tell people. Part of it was keeping it kind of a secret. I finally quit that Catholic school. And I finally told my old coworkers and they were all just like, that makes no sense. They were all just confused. Everyone was nice about it. And some people thought it was cool, but they just couldn't imagine that it would be something I would do. <laughs> I think back and mostly remember how miserable I was doing it. I think that's the part of me that wonders why I did it in the first place. I had an incredible amount of self-doubt, anxiety, frustration, and even embarrassment when people would ask me what I was doing with my life. <laughs> I wonder what his is. Oh, I don't know. He didn't say. All of my peers are becoming directors in their companies. So he kind of was like 
talking about how he was in his basement writing these astrology profiles and he was so embarrassed. (laughs) He said, try telling someone you spend three years working on something mystical because you felt a calling to do it and those people will look at you like you're crazy. She goes on to ask Simon how he felt about what she thought was his magnum opus. And he said, my number one thing is always anything I do, I want it to be timeless. I want everything I do, if I'm putting that much work into it, to be relevant 20 years from now. So squirrel is a possibility, just squirrel. It, there's no like Eastern gray or whatever, just squirrel. I, I think you. I think there might be like prairie dog might be an option in there someplace. It's gotta be 144. Yeah. So I kind of, I looked up what squirrel is. Uh, it is a combination of Taurus and year of the rat. Yeah. yeah and I'm an em- uh, imperial tamarind mm-hmm. and, and you're a champion. <laughs> I'm a chimpanzee. I'm going to go read yours now. And it says, For squirrel, combining the ambition and cunning of the rat with the stubborn persistence of the bull, those born under the primal zodiac sign of the squirrel are capable of creating great success in their lifetimes. Both highly capable and strong-willed, members of the sign are willing to take the risks necessary to lead them to their goals. Then it goes on to say that they have a strong work ethic, they're, they have an enthusiasm for achievement, that they need partners who are like supportive of that and that they're really big picture people Uh, you can go on there if you're a squirrel go read about it there's much more that he puts in there some famous squirrels uh mark zuckerberg (laughs) uh busta rhymes dwayne the rock johnson chipper jones who's a baseball player from atlanta Mm -hmm. i was like i I know that guy i deleted out the ones i didn't know (laughs) uh carmen electra uh bono is a squirrel? Stop. Yes. Valerie Bertinelli, Steve Winwood, Dennis Hopper, Bobby Darren, Engelbert Humperdinck. Yes. <laughs> Roy Orbison, Glenn Campbell, Perry Como, uh, Tchaikovsky, Charlotte Bronte, and William Shakespeare. A lot of musical people. Yeah. It actually mentioned it mentions in here that they're really into art. Yeah. And like music. They might not be like specifically good at music, mm-hmm. but a lot of these names are like really good at music. So I just I want know. to tell you what my husband's is. And yeah. It's- yeah. It's so fitting. He's a rhinoceros. And it says <laughs> that for better or worse is probably the most fearless sign in the primal zodiac. I feel like that's really accurate. That's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, you go to I'm going to be reading this. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. So I'm going to be looking this up for my kids. It's everybody. So All the people. Yes. Yeah. Primalastrology.com, all one word.com. Because there are other things. So at first I was like, oh God, I hope this isn't like a spirit animal thing because that's not necessarily mm. like kosher to talk about yeah. in that way anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's not that way at all. No. It's just kind of like, oh, these characteristics kind of fit you know, like your zodiac characteristics. Right. I kind of love this. So good. So I know what I'll be doing. Are you ready for my final squirrel story? I laughed about this for a little while. Yes. <laughs> Alabama, a man accused of keeping meth-fueled attack squirrel <laughs> what? faces new charges. So Mickey Polk, he was arrested in 2019 after authorities received a tip about the alleged drugged squirrel. Aside from the rodent, police found body armor and meth, like squirrel body armor. The trial of this man, Mickey Polk, they say he was keeping an attack squirrel that he made more aggressive by giving it methamphetamine. <gasps> yeah. NBC News affiliate WAFF of Huntsville reported that Polk was set to start a bench trial that, quote, was continued until the end of February because Polk's attorney was not present in court. Winner. Uh, After his 2019 arrest, Polk, 38, was charged with possession of a wild animal, stolen property, and weapon possession by a felon. So I guess he already has a felony. Mm -hmm. And the Limestone County Sheriff's Office released images of the alleged attack squirrel. 
I did not look it up. I have what to go about, like, his, animal his, abuse? I, like, can we add that to that? Yeah. Right. After releasing the squirrel into the wild, the Limestone County Sheriff said there was no safe way to test the squirrel for meth. <laughs> Sorry. Did he have his teeth? <laughs> He's just, like... <laughs> really flat butt. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So NBC reported that he, um, Polk, later showed up on social media in a video saying that his pet squirrel, which he had raised since it was young, returned to the sound of his whistle when he visited the home after the police raid. So the police let it go. He came home with his whistle, called it back. Um, he'll face additional charges from a t- 2021 arrest on, on uh, for chemical endangerment of a child and methamphetamine trafficking. He also said after this arrest in 2019 that his squirrel... He acknowledged that his squirrel had bitten people, but denied that it ha- it was on meth. So, mm. I don't know. I was just like, wow. I mean, methamphetamine addiction, that is a problem. It's bad. It's really yeah, bad. That's sad. But there's just something kind of hilarious about the idea of somebody wanting to, like, meth up a squirrel so it'll to attack. attack people. I really don't think. I feel like this probably got blown way out of proportion. Like, he probably is a meth dealer, sure. And then he had a squirrel. You know what I mean? Right. And people are like, he probably feeds that squirrel meth. Like, maybe the squirrel did attack people because he's feeding it. And that we, we you know, learned that that's feeding been an it. issue. Well, what? I mean, feeding, like, he's feeding the I squirrel. Know, so maybe it's becoming... Went, what if he did put some meth in it? <laughs> maybe. I feel like that would be really bad that for animals. awful. I, I feel like the squirrel would just die. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I would know hope, that he actually... I would hope that's not the case. Right. Yeah, I remember in college when people would have pets mm-hmm. and they would be like dude i got my cat or dog uh, so high and i yeah. was like don't do that i want to murder you that's like, why would you do nice. that yeah not cool unless the vet is giving you drugs for your high anxiety dog <laughs> i mean give yeah. it but blowing it in their face or whatever yeah yeah no no, no let's not no, do that let's not do that so anyway those are the stories about squirrels we are now to our organization to support are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, it's the Red Squirrel Survival Trust out Aww. of the UK. You can find it at www.rsst.org.uk. They say red squirrels are heading for extinction. Red squirrels are the UK's only native squirrel and have lived here longer than humans. And together we can save them. Yeah. Um, they talk about the introduction of the gray squirrel being really awful on the red squirrel populations they also talk about that there's a higher population density of the larger gray squirrel and so those red squirrels can't meet their daily food requirements and also disease so they talk about the squirrel pox virus that the gray squirrels are carriers can remain asymptomatic but the red squirrels will get the pox and die i wonder if they interbreed oh that's a good question i don't know i didn't look that part up i they said that uh, I guess this pox is like a really awful way to die because they um, they can't feed themselves. Mm. And so they just starve to death. So it's very That's sad. Terrible. So they aim to raise awareness of the plight of red squirrels. They want to protect red squirrels by keeping red and gray squirrels apart. They want to fund research on how to secure the long-term future of the red squirrel in the UK. They want to encourage successful populations of red squirrels, reintroduce red squirrels within the UK where conditions are good or right, and secure the red squirrel's natural environment by ensuring our woodlands are healthy. I wonder if they're trying to do some sort of eradication of gray squirrels in areas. Just capture and then they fly over to New York and release them. They just drop them out of the sky (laughs) into trees. Yeah. They're like, here's your squirrels back. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> yeah, like they just, yeah, here, take them, put them on a 
on that's a ship. Pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, that is our episode for today. That was amazing. About squirrels. <laughs> I just want to say that I love the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I love learning more about squirrels. We mm-hmm. all love a good animal episode every now yeah, and then. Yeah, but yeah. this astrology thing is really <laughs> that's what really hooked me and especially i feel like we have a couple of days ahead of us because we're about to have a little a little stormy little typhoon storm, little action yeah so mm-hmm. guam is gearing up for a little typhoon whether it's going to hit us or go around up, around yeah, or yeah. above us hopefully it won't hit us if you still have service you're just gonna be on primalastrology.com yes yeah yes <laughs> I'm, i've charged my the battery so I can mm-hmm. charge my phone or I'll just go turn on my car and charge my phone. There you go. <laughs> with some air con. Right. Yeah. Let me just tell you, when the power goes out here on Guam, it gets, it's hot. It's warm. It's a little, it's a little uh, Muggy. humid. Yeah. So, so wish us luck. Yeah. Hopefully, ho- knock on wood. We'll just... be closing the typhoon shutters and doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Holding on for dear life. Anyway, Jen. So we have come to the end of our episode. Oh. And uh, I'd like to know, what would you put in your emergency preparedness kit for, I guess, to avoid squirrel attacks? To avoid squirrel attacks? Yeah. Well, I mean, we did talk about the water, right? Yeah. With some vinegar in it. Let's, yeah. But I'm also like, if it's food that they want, mm-hmm. you know, maybe having like a pocket full of like... Knacky knacks? Some like, uh, <laughs> what what are those things? Nutter butters? <laughs> Nutter butters? Yeah. Yeah. A pocket full of Nutter butters. Yes. I feel like... I love you, it. You just need to... You see it coming at you. You're like, take the goddamn Nutter butters <laughs> you and you just throw, throw them. Yeah. I feel like you're safe. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Squirrel's happy. You're happy. But just run. <laughs> but don't outrun them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you don't throw all the Nutter butters. Yeah. Yeah. But you need your own um, scatter hoarding collection of Nutter butters. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> some in your pocket. Yeah. Some in your bag. Maybe some in your car. Just in case. Just in case. So some... scatter hoarding Nutter butters. There we go. That's I it. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. We have a Patreon to thank we do. and yes. shout out. So we should do that. Would you like to do the honors? Sure. Like I will to totally do the honors. So thank you so much, Matt from Australia. For joining our nature nerd family. Thank you for being from Australia and listening yeah, to us. Because we're basic, we're like huge. We're like huge in Australia. We are. We're honestly. Huge. And I, I'm going to school there now, so I'm That's like kind of sort of like you know. I mean, I'm an Australian point, student. Yeah, it counts. It's perfect. Yeah, I love it. All right, you're gonna die out there. Is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by the talented and super nice guy, Jonathan Pillsbury. Thank you, Jonathan. Yay! Yay! Uh, All of this is possible because of an amazing group of Nature Nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you'regonnadieoutthere.com or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. Uh, Another way you can support is by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, If you do, Jen will send you a really kick-ass sticker you just have to send us your mailing address i will do it if i forget hey if you left us a review and i didn't send you a sticker send us an email let me know just let me know uh also we would love to hear from you we get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions a lot we kind of steal them all the time yeah um because they're so good so if you would like to do that Go to our website. We have a contact page at you're gonna die out there dot com or an email. You're gonna die out there at gmail dot com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. And until next time, don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.